Well, that's the longest pour of coffee I've ever done into a small mug. <laughs> that was almost unbearable, even for me. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, well, guys, welcome to Stoner's Point, a uh, podcast where uh, we try to at least drink coffee every episode. Uh, How else are we going to keep living? Well... The blood of life, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> Coffee is uh, the blood, and reefer is the, the body. <laughs> yeah, sure, we can go that route. Body of Christ. Uh, no, Christ has already been used. We got to come up with another name for our cult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I get stuck at too. Like, well, I mean, I have so many heroes that work for different things, you know. Like I, I've all, I've always wanted to get a, a wall of pictures of, of heroes, and some of them are villains, but heroes to me in certain ways, right? Like I got this picture of Charlie Manson, and I want one of old Jay Stahl, you know, fucking uh, Joseph Stalin. I want one of Rasputin, <laughs> and they're they're like ideologically very different, but there's certain attributes of all these people I like, <laughs> you know. Even Jim Jones deserves a place on my wall of fame. <laughs> Alright, I'm drawing a blank on him Jim Jones, Jonestown? Yeah, I'm still drawing a blank Uh, the the cult that moved to Guyana And like a thousand people committed oh, suicide Oh, the, the Kool-Aid gang Well, it was actually Flavor-Aid <laughs> It was cheap knockoff Flavor-Aid <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 okay, I'm on board now Yeah, me and, me and Jessica are definitely going to do a Probably a several parter on Jim Jones because his that story is a long one. But today we can get done in one part. Oh yeah, another little hero <laughs> or or villain. Uh, <laughs> well, we're going to start talking about Dracula. Well, no, no, not 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 the blood sucking guy from TV. Um, the real one. Yeah, yeah, there was actually a guy walking on this earth that actually had the name of Dracula as a. Kind of a surname. Uh, um, and, uh, well, I guess the story starts off with uh, pretty much his father, Vlad II Dracul, um, in this little itty-bitty territory of Romania uh, called Wallachia. Wallachia. Yeah, I had to go through all the slides real quick because for some reason OBS <laughs> turned them backwards. Wow. <laughs> Hey, thanks, technology. <laughs> Way to work. So yeah, I got I got Vlad's portrait up there. And I uh, yeah, um these guys were part of the House of Basarab, um, back in old Romanian times. And that house broke off into two separate groups. Uh one the Draculesti and the other the Dinesti. Um and these houses really didn't get along all that well. Uh Somehow or another, uh, old Vlad, he became, you know, the the vassal ruler of this little territory of Wallachia. Talking about his dad? Yeah, his dad. What they call a voivod. Boy, yeah. Voivode or whatever Voivode, the hell. Voivode, I yeah. think. And basically, that, that, that's kind of like a vassal king. You know, you're a ruler of a territory, but you're, you're still, you know, part of the whole. Yeah, you're a franchise manager. Yeah. Um, it, it's in this little southern region of Romania between uh, a mountain range and a river. So it's got some nice little boundaries. Could have been a country of its own, but, you know, yeah. I don't know what happened with the politics of the past. And, you know, maybe it'll get interesting enough to have to delve into that a little bit more. Central and Eastern European history is really, really strange. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> we, might have to get, we, we might have to do, like, an episode just on, like, southern Central Europe. And, you know, get Wickle on or something, you know, to talk about it. Because there's a lot of weird shit still going on, like, it's compared to us. But they have such an ancient history of it, you know what I mean? And that's something, you know, that one of the reasons Dracula is such a big deal over here, whereas over there, not, not as, not, he's not as, you don't find many Serbian or Romanian or Transylvanian podcasts about Vlad Tepes. <laughs> <laughs> because they, it's, they don't care anymore for the most part. Um, he was once a very big deal, though. <laughs> oh, he was a very, yes. Um, I think everybody in the region knew exactly who he was at one point in time. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Now at this point in time, which uh, you've got uh, a little Romania sitting up here, um, it's the time of the Crusades. Yeah, Romania um, was part of Hungary. Yeah, so you got the Hungarian Empire up there, and then you know down on the southern southern side, trying to expand, you have the Ottomans. Yeah. Well, you had so the Hungarian Empire was Roman Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And you had the Ottomans, which were Muslim. But right there, nestled in between where Wallachia was, was Greek Orthodox. A little bit of that, <laughs> something different. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So yeah, these uh, well, the tensions were a little high between you know the, these areas with the the Ottomans, and uh, during this time, um. Oh, Vlad II, Jakul, the father of the the one we're actually going to be speaking of, um, was trying to uh, come into some kind of a peace arrangement yeah, treaty with, with, with Mahmoud. Uh, Mahmoud. Mahmoud, yeah. Mahmoud, Mahmoud yeah. The father, Mahmoud, it, Sultan, yeah. um, at this time. And the Sultan invited him down for a meeting. He showed up. He came in with his two sons, uh, Vlad III and... Radu the third. Well, um, the next slide over is uh, this slide here is a picture of it's like a woodcut engraving of uh, Wallachia. Now they t- these two sons are his second and third sons. His first son does come into the picture later on, but he's not a big player in the whole story. Now when he gets down to this meeting, um, it seems it was a ruse, and the Sultan took them all captive. It didn't last very long. About a year later, somehow Vlad talked his way into being released. And uh, the Sultan said, okay, sure, you can go up there. You can be my puppet vassal, but I'm keeping your sons just to make damn sure that you follow the rules. And we're going to raise these guys our way so that when you're done, we have more friendly people to put into that place. So that was their style at the time. Well, that piece didn't last all that long. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, the, it, and there's this there, there's this argument of it. It's like you know he knew good and damn well, you know what what would happen. There was this other other t- child, I think it was two of them that the Sultan had entered a similar arrangement with their father, and the children had like communicated somehow to their father, and the Sultan found out about it. So he had Vlad and Radu watch him. Fucking like burn out this these boys' eyes, like blinded them. <laughs> so there was this was a known thing. It was like you don't fuck up, or this will happen to your children. Right, you play by the rules, you'll be treated fairly, and they were. Yeah, the they boys were, were they actually were, well treated. Yeah, they were able to go through the education, the military mm-hmm. training, whole nine yards. The, the the Ottomans were actually raising them to be allies. Yeah, the, the, it was actually a pretty smart plan. Honestly, I mean. Absolutely, but you know, and uh, the slide I have up now is uh, is Vlad the uh, Second, the picture I was able to find of him. It looks like a cave painting. It's <laughs> weird. Well, you're talking about from the early 1400s, yeah, and I mean, you can also art find is still developing. I didn't I didn't save the picture of it. I don't think. Um, actually, I know I didn't. But you can actually his house, the house that Vlad the Third was born in, is still like up, and like people, it's like in a neighborhood. People live in it. It's so weird to live somewhere that somebody like like Vlad the Impaler was born. You could you could be somebody could be written in that room right now. You know? Well, yeah, with uh, jerking it, off. It, to it's fucking, now a three story building. Yeah, jerking but, off but, to you know Romanian Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my spunk landed in the same place as his. Exactly. It's so weird, man. Like we don't have any of that here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, give it a few hundred years. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get there. <laughs> Eventually, somebody's going to be living in the same house as Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two hundred years from now, they'll still be finding documents. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but back <laughs> before we go off on a whole other tangent. Um, one of the, a new crusade was being started about this time when uh, Vlad was released, and um, well, Vlad uh, decided he was going to somewhat support this little crusade against the Ottomans. Are we talking about two or three? Uh, two. Okay, number two. While his sons are still <laughs> so while his son, while his sons are still <laughs> captive, Vlad the second. Supports one of the crusades. I, I, I do not know which one of the. There's so many that they are crusades. Eight. 
there were eight crusades at that particular time. I think we had the ninth during you know our little yeah, you know, yeah. period. But uh, I don't know which one this was, but yeah, he, he joined one of these crusades, and it kind of pissed off the Sultan a little bit. Yeah, and, and the thing is, he knows, like Vlad II knows that Radu and his little emo brother, well, big emo brother, you know, and Radu, when Radu fucking is taken by the Sultan, he's only seven. I don't know how, how old fucking uh, Vlad was. I, I, I want to say around 12 or 13. Getting, you know, extra sulky and broody at this point in time. Pimples on his already beakish face. But, you know, it's, you got to figure, it's like they know that their father, their lives are in their father's hands. And you know they yeah. hear the news. You know, they hear the news. They're, yeah. they're watching, they're watching Ottoman Fox News and they find out their dad is moving against the, the Sultan. So they're just sitting there looking at each other like, well, I guess he don't fucking care about now, us. these guys, Vlad and Radu, Vlad III <laughs> and Radu, have been trying their best to stay alive and stay in the good graces, yeah. or at least Radu has, of yeah. the Sultan <laughs> and the Sultan's son, Mahmed. Yeah. Um, you know, Mahmed and Radu actually form a good relationship. Some people say it's a very good relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, regardless, there's they were more friends. than one reason they called him Radu the Handsome. Yeah. <laughs> they were good friends. Um, Vlad, not so much. Uh, Vlad had his sights set on his future from day one. Yeah. He always knew he wanted to, get, to take the throne of Vlad. Like when he was watching their, their military, doing their military classes, he was gathering intel. Whereas Radu was just going to school. Yes. But this was really all Radu had known since the age of seven, you know what I mean? Yeah, Radu was on a seven. Uh, Vlad was 11 or 12 at the time. And so, yeah, he would have had he would have had that, you know, beginning of a, a feeling of home being elsewhere. Yeah, he would. He was already being trained <coughs> in Wallachia to take the place of Vlad II. He, mm-hmm. He's already had the, yeah. the mindset, the training, and, that and was, all that. And that was uh, Mahmoud's ultimate mm-hmm. plan anyway, was to put Vlad in, in uh, his dad's place. Yep, that was exactly the plan. Uh, that way they would have, hopefully, a friendly vassal there. It, it worked out well. I think their their plan, it just everything came through as followed, you know, uh, and and the, the sultans had no problem out of Vlad III, you know. <laughs> but uh, Vlad II, having pissed them off, um, got them, the Turks started to put in some uh, some underground propaganda in Hungary. And in the southern Romanian area, to and uh, this guy uh, Hunyadi, one of the general in the Crusades, decides to start uh, supporting one of the Dynasty uh, family tribes uh, by the name of Vladistad II, not to be confused with the other Vlad type p- people here. And um, it ends up with uh, Vlad II, Dracul, being assassinated. Yeah, well, we got to go into why they were called the, where, where the Dracul thing came from. Um, Guardians of the Christian faith, man. Yeah, the, they basically, the, they were a special kind of like knight order, like special forces for the, for the Vatican, kind of. Otis de Draconis. That were to, that, yeah, the Order of the Dragon. And their, their job was to basically keep uh, the, the Muslim Ottoman Empire from passing through Wallachia to come into Hungary. Uh, it was they were they were kind of the demilitarized zone and they were guarding it. Yes. Um. So when so his dad was Vlad Dracul, Vlad you know of Order of the Dragon, and his son became Dracula, son of the dragon. Right. So that's that's where all of that comes by from. By the old it's, translation of the language. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They they were basically you know special forces. They were seal they were, they were seal team Ricks. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, now that uh, his. Rival Vladistad has the throne, so to speak, of Wallachia. Old Vlad Dracula, the third, here is pretty pissed off. Um, he is now part of the Turkish military, and he's been on some campaigns with the Turks and earned his rightful place. Now, whether he did this as a friendly thing or just as a means to an end is up for debate. I'm thinking it was on the latter. He just wanted to learn what he had to learn, do what he had to do to get to where he needed to be to do what he needed to do. Yeah, I think Radu wanted to survive, whereas uh, Vlad wanted to win. You know, he, he wanted to avenge his father's death, 
And like uh, there was, there's a class of nobles, um, the boyars, which you know they're like the oligarchs in Russia, and and America, you know, uh, you know they're basically like the people with all the money that hold all the land that, you know, it when uh, a a a franchise manager like Vlad II or or Vladislav wants to move, he goes to the boyars and the boyars will either back him or not back them and they'll send their support or not. And so, I mean, there's a, a deep political, like, there's more politics in Wallachia than there was anywhere else because it's such contested territory. Yeah. And, and, and the boyar class kind of held that down. Yeah, the boyars, uh, the landowners, um, for you know, a little bit of a reference there, um, they have the vested interest in the area because they own the land. Um, they made sure to keep people in power that they could control. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not like anything that goes on now. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sometime in the late 1440s, um, old Vladistad, having wanted to uh, seal his place, decides he wants to go into on an excursion into uh, Turkish territory. Um, they were thwarted, and that uh, in that battle, Vlad Dracula actually uh, earned his right from the Sultan to, uh, it's time to go take your place. So yeah, let, let's yeah. get rid of this guy that came and attacked us and let's put you in place because we know we can't trust this guy now. So we need to replace him. So they help Vlad and he goes in and sends old Vladistad running. So Vlad Dracul, Dracula, sorry, uh, the third, the son of Dracul, he finally gets his first reign on the throne. Yeah, yeah. First, first of, uh, first of three, three. <laughs> and he he has the throne for all of what, like two months. It, it ain't very long. <laughs> um, he he did start to do some things. Uh, he immediately started working on you know the transportation area so he could move things you know, and start building on some fortifications. Yeah, and he actually goes like if when you when you look at like the uh, the the map as you kind of follow his story of his campaigns and whatnot. He's all over the place in this. Now, if you take Hungary, Wallachia, and northern Turkey, which is all this part that's kind of involved, right, and Serbia, if you take this area, it's probably about the size of Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas thrown together, right? It's it's big, but it's, you know... It's, it's a European country. It's a small European. It, it, it's big, but it's not so big that it's impossible. But at a time when everything's horse and buggy and rocky terrain... His ability to get from one place to the other all over the both of these kingdoms, all three kingdoms, is, is pretty impressive for the time. And he made that happen. Really. Oh, exactly. More so in his second reign because he had more time. Um, unfortunately, during that particular time, the Turks didn't finish the job when they ran Vladistad out of uh, the Ottoman territory. And he was able to... Uh, Drum up support, yeah. To flee into Moldavia, the neighboring area and uh, reamassed his forces. Um, he hid in the court. No, that was uh, Vlad from it. Uh, he, he got back up into Hungary and reamassed his forces and then attacked and defeated Vlad's forces. It was only a few months after yeah, he yeah. taking the throne. Now, Vlad had to flee into Moldavia and hide in the court of Bogdan II, which is actually his uncle. You know, every time I hear Bogdan, I think of Breaking Bad and the car wash owner and his fucking eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> every time I hear Bogdan, I'm like, ugh, this guy. Well, <laughs> while he was there, he continued his studies uh, with his cousin, Stephen the Great. Um, and it wasn't too much longer, it was just a few years later. Um, the relationships up in the Romanian area started to weaken. Um, Hunyadi and some other guy here, Vladislav's relationship, they, they went, they, they kind of, they fell apart for some reason. Um, unknown, it's unwritten, don't know exactly why, but, uh, Hunyadi and Vlad joined forces. And so Vlad goes in there, swears allegiance to the new king of Hungary, and was given full authority to defend Hungary from the Turks. Yeah, they basically said, hey, yeah, you have permission to go back home. <laughs> um, he, he he does a few battles, a few yeah. campaigns, and um, he earns his place back with the the Hungarian rules. 
and was given authority to go and dispose of a lot of stuff. Um, so he goes in and Vladislav has to flee. He isn't taken out just yet. Um, so now Vlad's back on the throne for a second time. Oh yeah. This time he's a little bit pissed off at certain classes of people who helped him get usurped the first time. Hell yeah. He was he already now mad. Prince Vlad, son of Vlad the Great. And um, he puts his reign into full freaking swing. Um, he helped Stephen overthrow the rule of in, uh, up in Moldavi, um, Moldavi, whatever it is. Moldavia. Moldavia. Yeah, that one. Um, uh, and then he focused on his home before he started focusing on foreign relations. He needed to clean his own house first. Yeah. yeah. Um, Make so a great he meets again. up with the uh, boyards, these landowners. And um, he's like, you know, you guys have way too much fucking power. Um, we need to fix this. So he invites them all to a dinner on an Easter Sunday. We're going to celebrate. And during this dinner, he asks them a question, pretty much, how many princes have you known? How many princes have been under rule during your time? None of them could answer because there's been so damn many. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to keep up with. <laughs> and he's like, yep, yep, that's the fucking problem there. Yeah, so um, he decides to solve this problem by leaving the room and having his soldiers lock the doors of his own home and burns it to the ground. Well, those were the... No, that was the peasants. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I jumped yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Jumped now, these guys... He, he, no, uh, I'm sorry. My bad. Um, wrong Spoiler story. alert. Yeah. Uh, jury strike that from the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rewind. rewind. Y'all forget that. Um, no, these guys, he he had his soldiers uh, come in and arrest them, lead them out beyond the walls, and um, kind of imposed his little trademark. <laughs> yeah. He, Johnny Appleseed here. He spiked them. He put them up on spikes. Well, we need to talk about oh, how yeah, we, we need to, We need to talk about these spikes, because, folks, if you're imagining you know, we're, we're going to put a sharp stick up <laughs> through somebody, run them up, and you know, then you know, put them up on the pole, and right. they're going to die in a few minutes. Sim- too much internal damage. You guys are way too generous. Yeah. <laughs> they blunted this shit. To, to, to the, they, they made these, these pikes as, they, as dull as, po- as could be done and still be effective. They rounded these things up. <laughs> Greased them up and inserted them into the orifice that was already there. Now there are some exceptions. There's there few. There were some. There's a few of them that he would actually open up a spot in the side yeah, or the taint. He, he there's a couple times he would use horses to pull them onto the pike through the taint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I mean, he he was very imaginative yeah. about and, the way and he wanted. He wanted it to last. The reason this rounded tip was what it was was. It would go into the body, and instead of like piercing so many organs, it would move most of them kind of aside. And, and eventually, you'd be you know either resting on your you know clavicles, <laughs> your ribs, or you know pinch you know, some type of internal organ in between the two. But yeah, uh, th- this so could last days. Yeah, they'd raise you up, and then your own body weight slowly pulls you further into this. And some people lasted for days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> and he just left them there. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I, there are some counts, whether it's true or not, um, but there is a wood carving relief of him setting up his dining, dining table in the middle of yeah, this and, and, and dipping enjoying his, dipping his bread in the blood. Is it? <laughs> now, there's a story of that that he was dipping his bread in the blood and eating the flesh. Now, I don't probably I don't not. Probably not. But however, good propaganda. However, he did have, there are, there are later cases where he did have, like, people, like, uh, you know, boiled and had the other people, like, that were involved with him eat them. And, like, oh, yeah, there, there was he had people as part of the flea, yeah. As to whether or not he was part of it, I don't know. But it was already in his wheelhouse, so we can't really rule it out. It Why would you shy away from of, it? It works for the narrative. It doesn't even seem far out of character for him, right? <laughs> Um, now my favorite thing is what he did to the ones who didn't get spiked. Absolutely. Is it, it, he took, now you gotta imagine these are people, these boilers, these are, these are the Elon Musks 
and Jeff Bezos is of their time, right? Yeah. They have all the money in the world, all the power, but they don't hold any official power. So all the ones who are old and decrepit or sick or whatnot got put up on these spikes. And the ones who were capable of work were marched to build him a new fortress as slave labor. I fucking love it. And two days forced march through rough terrain up the mountains to a summit at the pass. Where they found these kilns already built and ready for them to start making bricks. (laughs) And this is where he built his castle, the true Castle Dracula. And now the property that these fuckers owned, all their wealth basically, because that's what wealth really was at the time, their wealth... It was all given to the peasants who became the new boyer class. It right. was wealth redistribution. <laughs> and it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. You know, he say what you want about Vlad himself, he monster or, or hero. There, there there's there's things about him where I'm back and forth. But this is one of the times where I'm like, that's, that's every crime rough. in his territory was punishable by the same result. Some of them weren't even You crying. were being impaled. Did, did you hear about the, the guy who was shirt thief, was ragged? Be it a murderer, be it a beggar, it didn't matter. You were getting the same yeah. treatment. You couldn't buy your way out of nothing. No, <laughs> no he was, uncom- was uncompromised, uncorruptible. Yeah, <laughs> he um, had his way, he had his rules, and everybody had to follow he would go. He would disguise himself and go wandering around towns and shit. And he saw this one guy... That his shirt was like kind of fucked up and ragged. Um, and so he ends up bringing this guy to his court with his wife and says, Well, your wife must be a lazy lout because your, your shirt's not, she ain't fixing your shirts for you. So uh, here's a new wife and we're going to put your old one up on this stick here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. He fucking killed her. Um, if if, if, you're, if you were, your wife like cheated on you. Now, I don't know if it worked both ways for me, and I imagine it probably would. Yeah, I imagine it would. But he, he was there are more stories of, there's stories of women that cheated on their husbands, and he cut off their breasts and feed it to the husband. Like, <laughs> the dude had no chill. <laughs> but I do like how he put everybody on the same class. Your money means nothing to me. <laughs> he had a merchant show up into his court. Uh, with with gold and wares, come to him to ask for protection. And Vlad told him, just just leave your stuff there, and you can sleep here in the palace. Everything will be fine. Well, the merchant goes back the next morning and realizes his money's gone. So he goes back to the prince to report it. The prince says, don't worry about it. We'll find a thief. We'll find your money. Everything's going to be fine. He tells his servants to go and replace the money. And add one extra gold to cut. He tells the citizens to find this thief. Or he's going to destroy the city himself. <laughs> <laughs> this happens later by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so they find a thief. Whether it's the thief or not. Who cares? Who knows? They find a thief. Somebody's going up on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> and the merchant goes to his cart. Finds his money there. He counts his money. He's like, Wait a minute. He counts it again and again. He goes back to the prince and says, I found my money, but there's one extra gold cot in there. And Vlad tells him, go on and be in peace. Had you not mentioned the extra ducat, you would be on the stick next to the <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's stories, and I believe it, of a gold cup being put in a poor neighborhood at the well. Yeah. Like a communal drinking cup. He said, anybody can drink from this cup. But it is not to leave the square. <laughs> Nobody touched the fucking cup. <laughs> they wouldn't even drink from you it. Know, years after his death, <laughs> this cup was still there. <laughs> wouldn't even drink from it. Like, no. <laughs> no. I'd thing. drink from it, but I'd make damn sure that I was witnessed. Everybody sees me put it back. <laughs> I would have done it one time. <laughs> right know. after he put it there while he was still standing there. You mean I get to drink out of a gold cup once in my life? Thank you, sir. It's right back there. Thank you. Have a good day. I'll never touch it again. <laughs> nope, no interest nope, in not having it. <laughs> but yeah, this castle that was built by these slave voyars. Pinori or yeah. Pionri or whatever. Um, apparently, it was uh, frowned upon for anybody to build their own fortifications in this way <laughs> by the Hungarian, you know, the Romanian, Romanian, Hungarian. Yeah, same, same folks, I guess. Um, so they didn't like that. They were like, wait a minute, 
you know, you're, you're taking too much power for yourself, and you know you're you're doing things yeah. you're not supposed you to be doing. Ask, you didn't ask the church. You know, you, you, so um, they uh, they tried to uh, to back some of his uh, his rivals. Um, some guy named Vlad the Monk, and it's kind of like uh, kind Dan. Of, <laughs> kind, 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 kind of uh, fucking Dan. <laughs> Fucking Dan! Look, this that shit threw me off, right? <laughs> I was I was I was listening to a podcast about Vlad, and they're going through fucking a thousand Vlads, some Mahmoods, and and you know Vladishabs, Radu, Radus, all these all these silly nonsense J.R. Tolkien names, right? And then Dan, <laughs> I'm like that, that can't be right, that cannot be fucking right. But sure enough. Like Dan the Magnificent or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this this kind of this kind of pisses Vlad off. Um, huh. <laughs> so he he goes off on a, on a few little incursions to raid the towns of these rivals of his um basically burns the villages and scorched and, and, and didn't want any impales anybody women children men didn't matter yeah. he eliminated everybody in his freaking path like yeah fight me now that you got nobody to support you. and this is also i think during the time when he's trying to get support from all these other european countries to get together and and like move on a new crusade against the ottomans right this is like he's trying to get them. He's trying to get everybody in on it. And everybody's like, I don't know, because if they lose, then the Ottomans take all of Europe. It's a little bit later, but about the same same few years. Yeah, 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 same few years. Yeah, all of this happened in a in a space, you know, except for there was a gap while he was in prison. But yeah, all of this yeah, happened in a space second just and a third. couple of decades, you know, a decade or so. Yeah. Um. He also, um, after these raids, he got back and he had this nice idea. And this is the one that I jumped ahead to. Um, he was looking around and seeing uh, all the, the ill and the poor and the beggars and all this stuff in his lands. And it was like, you know, this is this is a disgrace. This is ruining you know, the image of my hometown. He was like, I'm not going to let this happen. This is in Tarjavis? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, I yeah. tried to wrap my mouth around that. You know, not going to happen. Um, yeah, Tarjavis plays a big, big, big so role. So he invites all these folks to a feast. In his own home. Um, and of course everybody shows up. You know, free food? Oh yeah, we're there. California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get the there, they eat their fill, <laughs> and they get to the point where they're silly, stupid, fucking drunk. They have drank their fill of wine, ate their fill of food. You know. And he locks them inside and burns the whole damn place to the ground. <laughs> 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 Problem solved. Disco Inferno. And his own rationale was that these men live off the sweat of others. They're useless to humanity. And it is a form of thievery. Worse than the masked robber. Because if you are swift of hand and fleet of foot, you can avoid the robber. These guys take your money. Slowly. <coughs> so he, he thought of it as worse than a, a, the common robber. Um... So, somewhere about this daggone time, um, some political stuff is happening up in Transylvania. And Vlad chooses a side of uh, Salaji and Humantus over some guy or family of the Habsburgs. <coughs> and this kind of pisses some folks off. Um, some citizens up in the uh, area in Transylvania start to revolt a little bit over what they call some fiscal abuses by these guys that Vlad had chosen to back. And, well, Vlad, being the somewhat honest person that he is, runs up there and helps ransack the town. Kills everybody, puts them up on spikes, y'all ain't doing this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fu dude, dude had a whole lifetime of saying "fuck it," you know, and he he fucking learned that. <laughs> so this this really kind of pisses some folks off up there, and some other cities in the area start to claim that Vlad is actually working with the Turks, and shifted their support to the rest of the Dinesti family, 
uh, specifically the brother of Vladislav, old Dan III, who is, you know, why he's up there trying to get all pissed off and, you know, killing all these motherfuckers. I just pictured Dan, uh, pictured Dan the Magnificent being like Cletus the Slapjawed Yokel in The Simpsons. So he tried to like diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, he, he sent letters of diplomacy trying to say, hey, look, we can, we can resolve this. They didn't come back. They weren't answered. Yeah, he did try. So he was like, all right, fine. I'll just sanction all these, you know, German Saxton merchants and, you know, favor my own Wallachian merchants and, you know, we'll, we'll cost you some damn money. And it did. Some stories say that it damn near broke the, the, the Transylvanian, you know, area. You know, they didn't have any money coming in because all their money was going to taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after he... After he uh, went into uh, Transylvania and you know burned all these villages and stuff for his supporters and you know, arrested and impaled all these Saxon merchants that were trying to resist his new rules of trade, um, Dan the Third and his supporters turned uh, or turned over for a return to the original trade rules um, that were supposed to be turned over. Um, and one of these towns was supposed to pay retru uh, retribution of 10,000 gold and war damages and all yeah, this yeah, other yeah. good stuff was supposed to happen. You know, well, it didn't. You know, they didn't follow their own, you know, their own rules. They're like, yeah, we'll do this, but, you know, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes in again. <laughs> But he still didn't capture Dan the Third. Dan just kind of disappears. Cletus the sack, John Yokel. But he's back through there burning, pillaging, you know, putting people on spikes. Now they say this is where the uh, the the forest of the impaled story comes from. Oh, uh, so that comes, I, I don't think so. The forest of the impaled comes out of um, yeah. That comes after there his was Turkish the, the battle thing. of the torches. Yeah, after he tried to kill. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there are some stories where that this is where the forest of the, the impaled comes. It's not. This no, is not no, the forest no, of the. We, we're not quite there yet. Now he did impale a lot of people up there. Um, yeah, and just know that when we say forest of the impaled. We're not calling the lot of people. If he, for us to say he impaled a lot of people, that's still nothing. It's <laughs> nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to hear something very, very disturbing here shortly. Um, but uh, yeah, a few years later, old Dan the Third makes an appearance again. Comes up out of nowhere, tries to attack. Yeah, it didn't work. Um, they were swiftly defeated. Um, oh shit! Yeah, Dan was captured. Most of his army was impaled or flayed or boiled, you know, dismembered in some way or another. Oh, Dan, he got a special treatment. You had to be boiled. It feels good at first, right? You've been carrying armor and you've been marching through Mount, through the Carpathian Mountains. Now you so get a nice warm bath. Nice. Like, oh, thank God. And then... <laughs> Hey, y'all can stop stoking the fire now. <laughs> oh, Dan, he gets a special treatment. Oh, Vlad gets the uh, the priest to come start reading him his rights, his burial his rights. His last rights, yeah. Not, not as he is digging his own grave. Yeah. <laughs> and when he's finally finished and the priest wraps it up, sword to the head, takes it right off. Yeah. Which, honestly, a kinder death than he gave many. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man! <laughs> you kind of dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> he was he was so tired. Actually, what happened probably was that his um his his his, his pike making guy was kind of probably out of lumber. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> we've got no more grease. Well, that's just not gonna work. Yeah. He probably can't find any tree in the area that dates back before 1500. <laughs> now, during all this time, you got to remember the the Turks still exist. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, and they still want their tribute. He, Vlad's supposed to be paying a yearly he tribute. Taxes in years. <laughs> <laughs> now his story has been, you know, I just don't have the money because of all these wars and stuff, and I can't come down there to visit you because if I leave my territory, somebody's going to come and take it from me, and then you're not going to have a friendly person sitting on this throne. And oh my man believes it. Well, I mean, he's I not mean, wrong. Yeah, so he's like, all right, no problem, cool, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up later. Yeah, they were childhood friends-ish, you yeah. know what I mean? 
but a letter gets intercepted at some point in time, and it kind of shows and proves that Vlad had actually formed a military alliance with the Hungarian king or the Romanian king, you know, whichever one is named at this, I think it's the, the Romanian king, um, you know, the posthumous, I can't remember posthumous. his first name. I'm pretty sure that is exactly where we got it from. Because he didn't last too long before he yeah, was. Anything about him was said posthumously. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly where we got that term from. Um, well, um, he got that letter intercepted, and well, that kind of pisses him off. Um, so the Sultan after all this time had uh, of trusting him, decided he was going to go up there and he was going to... Uh... No, he first sent an envoy. He, uh-huh. first, he first sent an envoy. Two of them. There, were, there, there was two envoys. To, to go and try to collect. We'll send guys up there to collect uh-huh. what you have. And, and uh, we'll they're they Muslim. Now, in Islam, men are supposed to... It's just like Judaism in the respect that men are supposed to kind of keep their head covered. Women are too, but they're supposed to keep their head covered. That's why the... the uh, the Jewish people have those little yarmulkes, and there's a the Islam has a very similar thing. Um, so they're not supposed to take it off. But you know, Vlad being like, Vlad, remove your hats in my house. Yeah. So what they actually did is they knew Vlad had this rule, so they wore hats over their hats, so they could do the the, the traditional thing of take. They thought they were covered. Like we have removed our we removed our hat. Yeah. Yeah. But so Vlad says, "Oh, okay." I respect your religion. <coughs> Since you are, cannot remove your turbans, we're going to make sure they don't accidentally fall yeah, off. Yeah, we can't have them falling off at all. <laughs> I, I want to. Res- so he nails them to their fucking skull. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of those things where I'm on the fence. It's like, it's a good message for fuck you, buddy. And it's also a. Well, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let them have their religious freedom. <laughs> but you know, at the time, you got think the 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 Ottomans and whatnot. They're they're not allowing religious freedom. <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's kind of what the whole battle is over: Christianity and Islam. You know? So old Mahmed, he's like, that kind of pisses him off a little bit. So he's like, you know what? It's in his craw a little. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna get this motherfucker back into in, into my my territory. So he he hatches a, a plan to actually kidnap Vlad. Well, somehow Vlad finds out about this. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, motherfucker, watch this." Well, yeah, they're only a couple hundred miles apart. You know, they're next well, door neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loose lips and all. But uh, yeah, he, he's like, "All right, I'll attend this meeting." So, and he does, but he brings back up, following closely behind him. Yeah, yeah, just far enough that you can't. <laughs> um, he he gets there and. Uh, Somehow this damn attack works out to the point where they can. He, he disguised himself. This is the first time he does this. He gets there and he disguises himself as a Turk, since he speaks fluent Turkish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and gets the guard to to lower their defense in some way that his cavalry can come in and just completely ransack the place. Yep. Destroyed the entire fucking. Well, the fort. the guard, my understanding of it is like when he goes into the camp or whatever, the 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 guard, the Turkish guards, kind of follow him. Their attention's not on back there. <laughs> They're going with Vlad. They're escorting him to the Sultan. Yeah, they've heard some stories, so they know they need to keep an eye on him. They don't know how just how bad it they is see, yet. Yeah, they they don't have good intel on the surrounding area, which yeah. I see that again and again in ancient warfare. It's like they'll march out onto this field and not even look at the fucking woods. <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, no one would hide in there. <laughs> so basically, yeah, he catches them with their pants down because they're all watching him. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't stop there. No, After he destroys this fort, he's like, all right, motherfucker. And he crosses into Ottoman territory. And starts raising villages and towns oh, yeah. all Farms. through the, nord- he, the northern area. He he poisoned water supplies. He uh, burned crops. He wanted to make sure that any force, like the, he wanted to build a wall between Wallachia and the Sultan, so that any force coming across would have no resources, no food, no shelter, no water. That they would have to march across this and or and die. You know. They were to be at least weak by the time they got to Wallachia. And a little bit disheartened when you're sitting there watching all this death and destruction. Yeah, that you're, you're, you're having to march through miles you're, of you're it. You're marching through Mordor. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? The desolation of Smaug. <laughs> now, he knows this is going to piss off fucking Mahmed. Yeah, he's not <laughs> pleased. <laughs> um, he sends a letter off to uh, the king of Romania, uh, uh, basically stating, um, we have killed men. Numbers up to 28,000, not counting the ones we have burned or whose heads were not caught by our swordsmen. <laughs> As proof of this, he supposedly sends the noses that were cut off the faces yeah. of the men. That and they he blinds the people carrying the noses. He sends them back with Turkish soldiers, but he blinds them. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just wandering blind <laughs> behind this horse. <laughs> carrying all these baskets of fucking, to, and he, God forbid you drop it. So he he, you know? he, tra- he tries to use this as like, all right, any retribution for this is coming, that's going to come through Valachia is going to keep going right up into your territory as well. So he's trying, he tries to spark a new crusade. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been working with that. Well, the, the, the new king up there is a little bit more worried about his own political career and his own life up there. It's not all that daggone interest and be like, eh, whatever. And, well, that that kind of hurts Vlad's plans a little bit. Now, he try, he does his best, and he's, he's holding them off a little bit. A um, little bit of strategic backups and withdrawals and some guerrilla warfares and stuff from, you know, this you know, Turkish assault back onto him. And as they're, they're backing up, they'll fight, divide the forces, you know, break them up a little bit, do some harm and stuff, they'll back, then they'll retreat. But like I said, they'll burn everything that, that was there. They'll poison the water. Um, he paid uh, diseased folks to go in, yeah. into the camps to spread diseases and a stuff. Chemical warfare, <laughs> biological warfare, and we're about to come to psychological warfare. <laughs> um, what years do you have this at? Um, somewhere 1472. Uh, so 1462. July 17th, 1462. Right, uh, is when he makes his. He tries to make his his. He tries to assassinate Mehmed. Right? Yeah. So it's the middle of the night, and this there's the the slide that I have up now is actually a painting of this battle called the Battle of the Torches. They go in the middle of the night to Mehmed's army camp, and he basically he's gonna he, he causes distraction with an attack, and he goes into the camp himself, kind of disguised as a disguised as a Turk to look for Mehmed's. Tim, he, he's unable to find it, right? And so, after this actual very successful battle, where but he doesn't get Mehmed, he retreats. Now, had his other general been as brave as him and his five thousand men were, they would have probably done it. Yeah. And had Mehmed not decided to say, you know what, I'm out, and, and went yeah. out the back door. Well, Mehmed sees his remaining forces in the morning, sends them after. He's like, fuck them, get them. Sends them after Tepish. So they go get to Tarjavist, right? And they get there, and this is the capital of Wallachia. You yeah. know what I mean? And they get there, and there's old ribby dog and tumbleweeds, and you know the 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 the, the fireplaces are still smoldering. They're still washed on the lines, you know. But everybody's gone. They walk. These soldiers, these Turkish soldiers, walk three miles through the city, and they get to the outside of the city, and they go around a bend. They're looking like, where the fuck is everybody? And then they find them. <laughs> there is a it was seven acres of impaled people called the forest of the impaled now some of these were turkish soldiers they've been also like you know that he tepish had been planning this for some time he had been stock uh, stockpiling corpses and the remainder had to have been the citizens of tarjavis <laughs> you're talking about twenty thousand minimal a minimum of 20,000. <laughs> in an area that is probably, like I said, seven acres, about two miles wide and a half yeah, a mile I think deep. it comes down to like seven, 1.7 miles square. <laughs> <laughs> so these uh, guys, as far as the eye can see. So Mahmoud is like, eh, nah. Yeah, the army <laughs> turns around and goes home, and they can't, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't turn them around. Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> my man himself says, yeah, I can't take land from a man who's willing to do this. You He's can. got greater things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and leaves. Yeah, yeah, he wins, basically, on, on cycle. It was the most horrific thing. And these people are people who live in the most, like, violent time of our history. They have seen violence on a scale 
unimaginable to people nowadays. But they see this, and it fucks them up. You got to <laughs> know that, that that Turkish soldiers, 40 years later, were waking up in the middle of the night screaming, seeing these faces on these fucking pikes. You know, like... <laughs> now, somehow they talked to Mahmed into turning back around and going and trying to I actually don't think fight. They, uh, oh, oh, they, they did. They did. They actually turned around. They, you, they turned around and went back to fight, but they were defeated. Yeah, yeah they, quickly. They, they didn't have the gun. They didn't have now, the gun. What, what ones didn't just keep going home? Like, <laughs> that guys. battle didn't go very well, so they, they turned around and retreated. Um, and it wasn't long after that that old Radu was sent in to do, to do the job. And Radu comes in with a completely different plan. <clears throat> Instead of trying to go in for fighting, he goes in to win over the people. Uh, he does a pretty good job. Not only does he get the vast majority of the boyars, he gets part of Vlad's army himself, itself <laughs> to join him. And while they they uh, march into the, the capital, Vlad decides he, you know, he's just going to take his shit because he's no longer recognized as the damn ruler. So he just, and his wife throws herself off the bed, damn uh, the par- yeah. ramparts of the, the castle into the river because she'd rather be eaten by the fish than be taken by the Turks. Yeah. Um, so he just, he leaves. You know, Vlad retreats up into uh, Transylvania. Um, oh, King Mathis of Hungary at this time decides, uh, you know, I'm going to support you and we're going to help you, uh, fight these folks back off and take your, your shit back. Yeah. It was a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while they're fucking marching, yeah, he had his men just arrest him. And oh yeah, bring him back into the the hung, uh, Oh, we get to talk about his thing. Hungarian. So he he, he, <laughs> he was in prison with the Hungarians for a while. He was actually in uh, in Serbia. The prison was in Serbia that he stayed in, but it was part of the. It was, it was actually like right outside of Belgrade, which is now Serbia, but it wasn't then. <laughs> and here's some pretty weird shit happens too. Yeah, you know, you know weird shit. You just. Talked about a uh, twenty thousand people yeah. on spikes outside of town. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. we're going to talk about some weird shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, there's some weird stories coming out here. Like you know, he would capture mice and have birds brought to him so that he could impale yeah. them in his room. And and, and the, the the king would use would like drag him out when like uh, in, enemy like 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 Turkish people were coming to the court or whatnot. Yeah, he would drag Vlad out to have him there. Yeah, like, just because I've got Vlad, you know, yeah, because the Impaler King is mine. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. If you piss me off, I have the devil in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I did what you couldn't do, and I'll use him against you. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it, 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 it was actually fairly effective. I mean, <laughs> and I guess prison, prison. I don't, I don't understand their prison. Because <laughs> uh, when you think fourteen hundreds prison, you think like Tower of London. But no, and I'm sure it was like that for a little while. But after a short time, you know, he he was more on house arrest in the in the castle. Yeah, like you ain't going nowhere, buddy. We ain't giving you nothing nothing bigger than a toothpick. So yeah, <laughs> and we've got every guard here watching. Dude, dude had to sign. His we name know what you're pencils. capable of. <laughs> it's not happening here. He he was the first prisoner ever to be made to write letters in crayon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after a while of this. Um, Somehow, Vlad apparently earns some trust with this new king here. <laughs> right? I don't know like, how it works. How, how do you... Some political bullshit had been going on down south. And he was like, I need the devil. <laughs> so this king um, gives him an option. He says, all right, if, if you convert to Catholicism, I'll give you your freedom. And Vlad's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so he gets a brand new wife out of the deal. Yeah. Gets his freedom. And uh, I love how wives are just giving out like gate checks. All right, well, here's your freedom, and here's your wife. And uh, <laughs> he meets back up with old Stephen, and they go in and they, they, they take it, they take the throne back for the beginning of his third reign. Oh, yeah. Well, this one was probably the shortest. Um, word got down south, and then you know, the Turks was like, Yeah, that ain't gonna fucking happen. We can't let this shit get back in the in, in, he, he can't put Roach down. We got to stop this now. Um, so they send in a force of approximately three hundred thousand men. 
Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Against what is probably about 25,000. Yeah. And, you know, some of these 300,000 men are going to be extra vigilant because they probably saw the forest. <laughs> like, they probably, it's still, it was still there, right? I imagine, well, this is 12 years later. I'm, there's I'm, still pope. There's still pipes. You got to think, for years after I'm pretty sure death, Radu probably took that shit down. You know, and, and I don't know, man, for years after his death, that cup was untouched. You know, and and the thing is, it's like yeah, even Radu didn't he touch killed it. everybody in the capital city, but it was people moved back in. And so they're sitting there looking at you know, they went out for coffee in the morning, and they're looking up the road there, and they can see the vultures still pecking at Uncle Joe. They realized that everything he did was for the good of Wallachia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make the same the, the same argument gets made by Russians today. About Stalin's starving campaigns, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, it's pretty much close to the end of it, his his reign here. Um, he gets into this big battle, and this is where we really don't know exactly what happened. But this is the end of Vlad. He gets killed in this battle. Now, whether it was actually in battle during the a somewhat fair fight. Or it was an assassin that was planted in his court for a while. We don't know. It all melts into propaganda there. But uh, he was taken down. His head was taken and sent back to Mahmed to put on a spike. Um, now, there are uh, legends of a... Um, what's well, not the, the fucking chapel's actually there. But like this, uh, this church that's now underwater. But that his body was buried underneath the... Uh, like the entrance stone to this to this chapel that's now underwater, but you know they're not. I, I they're, you don't know. No one knows. It's just like the the legend of like Blackbeard's. Well, body if he was, his body's gone. Probably a good target for grave robbers. I mean, yeah. you know, he was buried with some shit. I mean, if he was buried there at all, yeah. You know, I mean, well, if he if he was decapitated. Who knows yeah, they probably just body. left his body there to be picked by corpse robbers. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, well, at that point, it's just another body. But yeah, old Vlad, he made a mark on on the world pretty good. Yeah, and um, he's remembered to some as a badass tyrant, but to to others, he is a damn national hero. Yeah. Um. So I reached out to our uh, our, our 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 music guy, uh, Wickless Sky, because he lives in Serbia, right, in Belgrade, and. Uh, and I didn't really realize how close, you know, Serbia was involved in all this. I thought I hit him up. Wasn't Belgorod founded by Vlad? Might have been. Shit. <laughs> I can I can uh, pull up my Google machine. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. I think there was a town, I think it sounds like that, that Vlad actually founded. No, it was been, it was around for a while. Yeah, um, it just they added an e, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, so he he. I asked him. I was like, so what? Do you have any uh, insight on 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 Vlad Tepes? And his response. Let me pull that up. Uh, da, da, da. I said, so do you have any insight on Vlad Tepes since we're doing him this week? And he says, him being our neighbor, neighborly despot, decorating his trans Transylvanian castle lawn with stakes that pierce thousands of Ottomans' empire's finest alive, which is where they got the idea to do it to us to him during the next conquests, and for that being called a demon, later through legends and lore, more precisely a vampire, and that is actually a Serbian word originally. But that, and maybe a little something, like, you know, most. So I said, so he's not celebrated in Serbia. And he said, well, he is Dracula, but that's like so old that no one gives shit anymore. I said, well, what about the, the view in the area of him being, you know, him being here is viewed as like kind of a Christian hero in like a lot of the circles. And he says, well, that sucks for Christians. Because the tale goes about how demon, how much of a demon he became, ruined by sadness and trauma, killing off Turks in a not very Christian and or sanitary way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, Christian ways back then were a little different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially during, you know, you can do anything you want to a non-Christian. But, 
what had you look at uh, the the forest of the impaled? Those weren't all non Christians. They were just, again, he he filled those spikes with what was left in the town, you know. Um, so yeah, he's uh, in Romania. There's statues to him. Um, yeah, that I didn't know. As much of a fanboy as I was back in my twenties, of this guy, I yeah, had no idea um, that he actually had he was statues. Such, there's a the, the slide I have up now is a uh, Renaissance era painting from a Serbian artist, and it depicts supposedly it depicts uh, Pilate sentencing Jesus to be crucified. And as you look at the picture, that picture is actually Vlad as Pilate. <laughs> they there's actually a few paintings where he has been given, like, the, the bad guy in the Bible parts. Not just Pilate, but there's been other, there was other ones, too. And it's always Vlad. So he was, he, he was, he became the devil, you know, to places outside of Wallachia and Romania. And to the point where the definition of the word Dracul changed from dragon to devil <laughs> at some point in history. Though. Yeah, and it, and 400 years later, his legend was still so great that, Local, uh, not local, but a British um, author by the name of Bram Stoker visiting the area picks up these legends of this monstrous man and incorporates the, the legend into his, his work, Dracula. Um, actually, it was a groundbreaking book at the time. Um, horror novels did kind of exist, but his wasn't a novel so much as it was like, it was almost the way we do found footage films now. Like, if you read Dracula, it's all in, like, newspaper articles and journal entries and, you know, and, and, like, the best version of the movie ever made with Keanu Reeves, it's set up like that. There's always, like, somebody narrating a letter or, or you know, a diary or shit like that. You know what I mean? So, it, that's, it, it was unusual. It, it was a groundbreaking book in his time. And it immortalized Vlad. You know what I mean? It, 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 it gave him... A, a, it breathed new life into this monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, there aren't many people that shouldn't know this this guy. At, you at least might know some. every bit of the detail, yeah. as you know we've tried to go over today. But, but most uh, people at least know knowing that, where Dracula, the story of Dracula, came yeah. from, and that this guy impaled people. Yeah, at, at <laughs> the very least, they'd know that the story of Dracula the monster from the horror stories is based on a real guy. And if that's all they know, then they have to know this guy was a fucking monster. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> And if you look at the story, it compared to the actual Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula is kind of tame, <laughs> you know, kind of a heartbroken, like lovelorn, yeah, <laughs> polite. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it's, and 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 that gave rise to like the you know the vampire legend of today. Now, vampires have been around for a while. You know, you the you had like the the Strigoi. In, in like Romani culture, you had uh, apparently vampire is a Serbian comes from a Serbian uh, entomology. I, I believe them. Um, you know, it, it, so in Central Europe, you already had this kind of thing. And have you have you seen anything about the the, the vampire skeletons? Right? Nah. Where people who were believed to be vampires had like bricks shoved into their mouths, or they were buried face down. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find you'll find graves. All over Central Europe and Eastern Europe, uh, with people with fucking bricks in their mouths and shit, and that's why it was because they were thought to be a vampire. But interesting little interesting. fact, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, folks, that, that's pretty much the story of old, old Vlad Dracula. Um, pretty much a badass of his day. Yeah, yeah, and I said he did good and evil, like. Often with the same stroke. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you say what you will. He was a just person, yeah. though. Yeah, he was that. He believed in equality. <laughs> Poor he would kill anyone. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, folks, um, if you like that, you know, be sure hit those to like buttons. Those, hit the subscribes, follow us. Uh, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash stoners point pod. Um, we are on, uh, you can find our Facebook page, Stoners Point Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us, uh, you can hear us pretty much everywhere that podcasts are played, except for Google Podcasts and Stitcher. Um, yeah, there's going to be a YouTube slideshow video of this hitting. Uh, yeah, and if you like our show, you know, follow us along. We got bonus content that comes out every week. 
there's also a second show, um, uh, Charlie Manson's Fanny Pack. Um, we do a bonus content show of uh, Skeeter's Bar Talk about South Park, and we break down what the episodes are really, t- like the, the subtext of South Park, right? The, the philosophy of it. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, if you like it, you know, check us out all those places. Give us a comment. You can email us at stonerspointpod at gmail.com. Uh, next week, tune in, be sure to tune in for our, uh, we, we talked about the devil. Now we need to talk about the devil's lettuce. Hell yeah. This is, this is going to be a devil month. Um, <laughs> if you join our Patreon, you can vote for our topic. As it stands, the, uh, the topic is leaning towards satanic panic. So pretty much everything this month is going to be the devil. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully we'll have some of the devil's lettuce while we talk about the devil's lettuce, you know. And we'll actually find out for sure, hopefully, whether the devil's actually the bad guy. Yeah, I guess we are. We're going to have to talk about the origin of Satan himself for the satanic panic, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I don't even have to do research on that. (laughs) (laughs) I have Anton LaVey's books on the desk as we speak. Actually, he's the only book on display in this room. Is Anton LaVey's Satanic Rituals. So, <laughs> um, yeah, guys, so uh, check us out. And Mike, you got anything else you want to add? Plugs to plug? <laughs> Just don't wind yourself up on a spike, folks. <laughs> yeah, fuck around and find out.